Good morning and welcome to the Soul Hubbers podcast. And today you've got two different hosts. We have myself, Carmen Rendell. And Andrew Kern. And we're co-creators of Soul Hub. Uh, so today we have the wonderful Nancy Joyce Hunter joining us all the way from Richmond. <laughs> And Nancy is an intuitive conscious creation coach. Uh, she's been with Soul Hub, I think, for like, I was trying to work it out, Nancy, but probably four to five years. Yeah, four in, years. With those couple of holes that have been lost in the middle there. <laughs> um, I think she was very much there with us during lockdown. No, there was no hole there. For... I meant time, time-wise oh, has okay. disappeared. No. <laughs> we went into that hole. Um, and Nancy would tell us a little bit more about the work that she does. Um, but the very essence of it, I would say, is helping people attract or not attract um, things into their lives. So she works with the laws of assumption, of projection um, and of attraction. I always read those three wrong. <laughs> There's one that I'm always drawn to. I'm sure most people are, but I'm always drawn to the attraction line. <laughs> Anyway, we'll talk a little bit about Nancy. So, um, well, let's start. What should we start with, Andrew? Well, we always generally start our podcast asking people what makes them feel soulful. So what makes you feel soulful? What make, what puts a smile on your dial, uh, Nancy? Ah, oh, well, firstly, I feel honoured to be on this call and this podcast with you, two beautiful, radiant beings. So thank you. It's always an honour to um, share your inspiration and our inspiration and my inspiration so thank you what makes me soulful wow okay is that what you asked what yeah, makes me soulful yeah, well, yeah yeah so i think it's been a journey it's been a journey um i think from a young age i did not feel soulful at all i didn't even know what that was i knew that there was something there but i I didn't have myself or someone else to explain that to me. And I think on my journey um, growing up, you know, I, I grew up in quite a challenging family and, and stuff. So I learned that um, I needed to transform something in my life. And I think it reached a peak where when I was 25, I, I was married young at 19. Um, I, and I had businesses and with my husband and a big project building and my marriage fell apart. I fell apart and everything around me fell apart. And I was 25 years old and it's quite young to fall apart, but people fall apart younger as well. So it brought me onto a journey of exploration, exploring who am I, what is this earth about and this cosmos, you know, and I thought I, would, I had lost my home and my projects, everything fell apart. So I was left with nothing. And I decided to go traveling. And I decided, you know, when I was a young person, I grew up knowing of the indigenous people in Australia and they meant a lot to my heart. I didn't know why. I just felt very strongly about them. But everything around me suppressed that, like that that you can't like these people. They're not good people. They're and but something innately in me didn't feel that felt very strongly. And I think that's when really the soulful part of me was there already but i just didn't understand so then i traveled the world to see what you know went to africa went all over europe went over around asia around the americas and 
what I realized traveling that different races have different ways of how they live together, how they connect to the earth together, how they, you know, how they create fun together, how they be horrible to each other. And I had this also part of me because of the violence I grew up with. I had a bit of not loving humans and only and and thrown myself into the ocean which i lived across from you know nature and connecting to it so i needed to somehow heal this because i knew that i was blaming everything outside of me and myself and i realized i didn't love myself so the journey of coming to my soul really came from understanding that when i was traveling i um, could see and feel that there's something greater around me within me, but I couldn't because I grew up really Roman Catholic. So I used to like be like that to my family and all the angels in my house because it was so suppressive. And, and then when I was out in the world, I, I realized I started connecting to something different and I did like, you know, it, um, extreme sports and I guess that because I didn't drink or take drugs I never had that in my life I chose mountains huh you chose mountains yeah I chose nature (laughs) I chose the high from uh, the energy you get from extreme sports and flow from that so I guess that's when my soul really started to grow and I started to have a more understanding of it basically it's kind of amazing, isn't it? The ingredients that are already there, you know, in front of you and, and how everything almost works for you to take you on this path. As you said, it's like you you knew you had some feelings even about the indigenous people and that then led you to travel. You know, all they're all there along the way. Um, and then it just kind of like gently, kind of sometimes gently <laughs> guides you, you know, and it's your route out, right? Even that moment you went, I'm going to go and travel. You know something within you went that's my route that's my window that i can get out of this um suppression yes basically it was a at that age it was a suppression that i didn't understand um and i understand more now that's for sure <laughs> what that was yeah we'll come back to that that later um should we well i guess so then you know i mean you would talk about it in that respect anyway but what are what are then the kind of major moments within your life do you look at and think okay those these are the most significant Mm. things that have actually led me on my life path i know you've talked earlier there and i'm sure there are some that have come later on in life right but if you had to pick kind of i guess the three major ones what would you say when i so when i was 25 that uh having my twins when I, you know, was 29 and I, I had just finished traveling and I hadn't, I hadn't had a real scent to my name. And I had just come here and met the boy's dad. And that was another really big turning point for me because I wasn't sure if I could actually be a mom and, and, um, hold space for two babies, you know, in, in, in a place where I, still hadn't found like a strong part of me. I mean, obviously there was already a strong part of me because to travel on your own around the world, I obviously had strength and courage, you know, and an ability to translate energy 
in a way, but I didn't really put it into terms to understand it. I just knew it was there, like in my living, in the way I moved through. So um, I, the boys, basically my twin boys have been, I, when they, when I decided, yes, I'm going to have them, I decided to be, what is a conscious mother? What is it to be a conscious person? And how can I bring these boys up in a way with, with whatever I had in front of me in a way, like I traveled, like, like the courage to go forward and ask for help where I needed. Cause I never asked for help. I was fully independent. I was like, I can do it all. I wanted to be this superwoman that every woman in the eighties and nineties started to say they were, but I realized that all those women had support in some way or form. And so I had to, in whatever this community was around me, I had to move out of this shame of not having enough material, to, which was so projected to us as people don't have kids because it's too expensive. Don't have kids because if you don't have the money, how are you going to bring them up? And this was a huge uh, learning for me. It was cultures right you come from australia and then you brought your children up in the uk i'm I'm almost thinking how extreme you know going back to the extreme sports but the extreme elements of your life you don't have one child but you have twin boys <laughs> everything arrives in a big bundle doesn't it nancy <laughs> uh well you know one of the things when i realized then mum said you know god doesn't give you what you can't cope with and I sort of went, what are you talking about, mum? Yeah, mum Catholic that. mothers. <laughs> no, no, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a, definitely a turning point. And I think the other turning point was when I had this paragliding accident. I had taken my boys in 2012, decided to travel with them for a year, which was... I just want to breathe in and out with that, you know, because that took a huge amount of courage against all odds, against the boy's family saying that I'm going to destroy their education against, I had, but I think because I have had this, like you said, I've had this energy, you know, and real want and I just wanted them to see another lifestyle, another race, another way, you know, at a young age, because our education system here is, is, has some brilliance, but it also has what I consider very limiting teachings. And I wanted the boys to understand who they are. And, at a, and I, in our countries, you know, in a lot of um, traditions, old indigenous traditions, when the, boys turn to us, uh, children turn a certain age, they have a rit, uh, rit <laughs> ceremony to, ch to help them turn into men or women. And we don't, we've lost those. I've seen them come back now in all different places. And so we did a little ceremony with them, with my friend Alex uh, from me and the band um, in the forest. We did a three day ceremony with them to introduce them to being in the land and understanding being the land. I mean, my boys had grown up in um, festivals and music and things like that. So they understood a certain 
different way of life um, but being with the earth and being with the land and then after that ceremony i decided i need to go take them and that was a turning point huge i had to go it's like i'm always setting a new pathway of going a different way than what you know this not being worthy not being valued not being seen not being heard not being it's like i had to set a pathway something in me was like why can i not why not why do i have to stay in this this pathway and i think that maybe the part that i felt difficult in my life or the authority over me always pushed me so i see that as a gift in a way because it helped me to understand my freedom my liberation my sovereignty so i went to nepal and we helped um we helped open um global orphan prevention and we went to schools up in the high mountain the boys we brought a musician and my friend katie who runs um global orphan prevention we went and helped her establish and open and inspired her and we went and found all these kids that would come to the schools but they weren't educated because i couldn't pay 40 pounds a year and so that started me off and then i um Whilst I was in Nepal, a synchronicity, you know, this is um, before I went to Nepal, sorry, I started to learn about the universal laws about four years prior. And I, it brought me into a different way of thinking, but I could hear my, I had a bit of what you'd call depression, a lot of my life and misery. And I could feel how strong that was in my head, you know, and so this books of allowed, um, the law of allowing and that was saying, you know, learn to ask in a different way, learn to talk and speak, think about your words and your thought forms. And so I started to do that a few years beforehand, but I wasn't really embodying it. Although I was, but I didn't understand I was, if that makes sense, because there obviously was a, a huge energy in me that I didn't really know how to explain. I was very shy when I was a young girl and reading it well it's the biggest thing is reading it and knowing but then put it into practice yes yes and i decided um the synchronicity i met the guys that i in austria i met who were snowboarding who taught me how to do professional snowboarding and i bumped into them in Nepal where I was and I always wanted to be a pilot and they were doing um, tele skiing so they were taking people up on the high mountains of Nepal you know thousands and thousands of meters up and I bumped into them into the street and they were paragliding and stuff and I went I always want to be a pilot and I said well come and so I learned to fly I mean that, that was my biggest dream, I guess. And then I learned to crash. And that set me on a, my deeper learning of these laws. I, I basically was bedridden for three and a half years. I couldn't walk. And so I had to learn to embody this, this stuff in a more profound way. Every time you say that, I kind of want to re-emphasize that it's three and a half years you know that it it was a long time it wasn't just an accident where you were back on your feet in three months 
you know a long time to be bedridden right yeah it was it it I was scared because obviously I had children and when this accident happened I was thinking when I was coming down I was like into the mountain I was like I've got kids I gotta live I gotta live like you know that was all that was going through my head mm -hmm. and I mean I've, I can feel my heart and everything my tears in my eyes you know just experiencing that energy of the want to live for my children and my life you know so mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> where you said like i fly you know and then i crash right and almost some as you're saying it i'm thinking it, you know it comes hand in hand right you in it's always a duality to experience you can't almost fly without some probably experience of um crashing. i guess yeah crashing along the way the ups and downs right and and almost as you well know it's kind of uh the, the path that's taken you on uh, has completely shaped you and the boys um and so in uh, you know to flip it round there's a there was a huge gift as painful as that was for you for you all yeah absolutely i you know this when people in this in the well-being community started saying you know th these are gifts i was like at first what do they mean you know it was like when i was first told when i was young you know use you're a one with the board and the waves. And I couldn't understand that mm. until I started to re I mean, I understood it when in the ocean, but in the air, when you become one with everything. And then, so I could feel it when I was doing the physical experience. So I know why people do ceremonies because it brings you into feel it, but actually doing without the ceremony, doing it within your body, becoming one within your body, your mind, body, and spirit like that, that's what I learned when I was in my bed and got up and had to move around with two crutches. And in the, you know, it was like for a long time, you know, and my foot was crooked and I was just like, Oh my God, I'm a very physical person. I've always used my body as you could hear or as a young age, I was out. So to not be able to use your body is, and have to, use this inner inner power was a journey definitely so then translating that that experience and in, into your work now like what was the next step how did you get to do what you're doing now and why do you do what you do now what you know? so this moves on very fluidly actually because when i was in the bed like before i went traveling with the boys to nepal and india and that i um was doing self-development work so i started self-development work when the boys were young because i could see the traits of my parents moving from zero to ten in red in me and i thought wow i can't have this for my children and if they learn this they ain't going to have to learn how to find their peace and their emotional center as well. And so I, you know, I did a lot of training with a lot of coaches uh, for about eight years and, and, and did the laws before that as well. And so I had 
been around and influenced by coaching for a long time. And whilst the boys grew up, I threw myself into reflexology, into Reiki, into crystal healing, into mild learning of massage, more for intimacy, into awakening the feminine sexual essence, understanding my, the divine feminine and masculine within me. And so when I had the accident, I had all these things behind me and I thought, and, and I had done just before I went away, I did a counseling course, like, you know, and I decided that I didn't want to do counseling, that I didn't want to just be listening to the same problems every, every week. I wanted to also learn how do I forward that and the coaching that I had been around for eight years, led me to that understanding of actioning who you are from that divine spirit that the love that you are and when I was in bed I was thinking um, when my mum was taking me around and I was sitting on a little motor thing trying to get around and it was ridiculous but funny at the same time I kept on saying mum take me to the organic shops you know because I I healed I went to Australia for six months to heal you know because I, I here I didn't have family and it would have just been hard work and mum lives up next to the beach. So um, I went to the organic shop and I said to spirit, what can I do to help me? Like with all this experience, what can I, and I opened a magazine in this organic shop and it said, inspired spirits coaching academy, learn how to use your, the laws to support yourself and others create a more, a more beautiful life. And I went, <laughs> <laughs> and I went, Mum, I like it was like, you know, a few thousand pounds, but it was online a, a few hours a week and for a year. And I was like, I didn't have money to do that. And I was like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? This is going to help me. It's really going to help me. And I just, I didn't want to ask my parents because I was like, I can't afford it. And in the end, I said to mum, what would you feel like if I borrowed this money for me? And she went, no, no, we can't lend you that. And I was like, okay, so let it go for another week. It was starting in about a week's time. And I was like, do what, remember the laws, Nats. Remember the laws. That was, you know, you picked up that magazine. It felt right in your heart. you got to do this course. And then I said to mum, you know, this course, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, okay. So she lent me the money and off the, and that's the journey of that really. <laughs> so you mentioned the laws for those who don't know what the laws are, how would they find them? Where, how would they start on this journey? Um, besides coming, coming to you, but you know, is there, is there, well, um, there's many teachers. I mean, these ancient laws have been on this earth actually in my investigations and research over the last few years, um, they've been here a long time. They're the law, the laws that I love, like Abraham Hicks is how I came first to the laws. And that was in 2009, 2008. That's the ask and it is given. And I was like, what are they talking about? You know, and that's when I read that book. So that's what I used to do a lot of, but I, um, when I had the accident and I did this course, I met Agnes Vivarelli, who's, she's a well-known, you know, YouTuber. And we were on the, 
course together and we started coaching each other a lot and she brought me to Neville Goddard which was for me a deep deep understanding like Abraham talks about your vibration and moving it up and but Neville talks about your quantum your you know the understanding that your I am imagination is your creator energy inside of you and how to feel and dream that your imagination what you're imagining is just in as real inside of you as what you can see with your eyes and ears and that's because of the law of projection that everything is a reflection of your whole the a combination of all your beliefs patterns conditionings of how you perceive the world and I was like, whoa, you know, <laughs> and your power, of, <laughs> your power of awareness. And he talks a lot about the Bible and which turns people off. But actually, when you start learning that and thinking of it from a conscious space, you start to understand the I am within the self. And you start, even though the world is reflecting all this stuff, you start to become more like he wrote. 12 books the power of awareness the law and the promise um feeling is the secret and um out of this world and you know this he's from 1930s and so he got this wisdom from the bible and an ancient teacher from the hebrew teachings which were hundreds of hundreds of more thousands of years old so i think when I learned those teachings, that's when really everything in my body just thought, okay, this has helped me to bring this into, how do I bring this into the world in a way that can support uh, others, myself, my family, my friends, and the greater cosmos. Because what I really understood is that we live in this consciousness in a living library and that just i don't know makes all my cells in my body just <laughs> make... <laughs> you find out what makes you feel soulful <laughs> yeah <laughs> and therefore the type of people that you work with nancy what what do you I, I i guess based on what you've just said it's almost um you know you work with whoever shows up at your door in terms of they're meant to be there, right? Yeah. Is that as simple as it is? Yeah, I do. I think that's really because I've worked with people, you know, I work with young children with cancer. I've worked with teenagers that are very depressed. I've worked with um, adults that don't know their path or don't think they know their path. I've worked with multimillionaires that deeply unhappy of work you know and it's because the living library the universal laws can you know sometimes they come to me because they want to make um you know make this business but what they learn is who they are mm -hmm. and then making that business becomes more soulful mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, if that makes more sense yeah. And mostly individuals. Do you like to work with a family or groups? I um, I love working one to one. I feel 
much more like it's, it feels more like a soul connection. Um, I, I do workshops. I'm in a lot of well-being groups. I've been this summer doing a lot of festivals and throwing in that within that working of the crude also doing laws workshops. I, I, this year though, I haven't done as much online workshops. I, I think I came to a, a place in my life, try, um, really looking at what, who, again, who am I and what am I doing here? Even though it's part of that journey, but sometimes I had to pull myself right out of what I was doing yeah. just to see what I'm doing, if that makes sense. <laughs> almost like a checkpoint right every now and again we just sometimes we're doing it and just you know maybe caught in the hamster wheel or um and actually you know your own self-reflection and being able to step up out and look back in and just i guess a bit of a temperature check <clears throat> yeah. yeah yeah we all need those yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know I guess. particularly at the minute it's you know there is a lot of overwhelm and we are um, bombarded left right and center and we can you know not necessarily it's not a bad path but we can be drawn off the work and we're less focused on what we want to do and we've been talking a lot about that just about how we bring ourselves back to the focus of really as you Here started with what's us. in your heart yeah. and the work that you really want to do yeah and I think because I, I I don't speak much about it live, but I'm happy to do it now. You know, I, I connect to other worlds and I dream and I have since I was a child. Mm. And what I'm understanding is that these other worlds are called light codes or um, channeling or so I see other fields of consciousness. And that's what they mean by quantum and different paradigms and energy it doesn't mean they're higher or we're less than, it just means that you, this, this reality is a three, two and one D reality. And there is four D, five D, six D up to 12 D so far that we're able to move towards. And I was too shy to speak about it. And I have been in groups, you know, really bringing this, because um, it's energy moving through me. It's not me. It's when I get out of my, oh, how do I look or how do I sound and just allow this energy to come through me, I can take a step back and let it happen. But that trust has taken a while in me mm. Um, mm. to to expand that trust. Mm. Yeah. I was listening yesterday to... I've forgotten the lady's name, but she was talking about metaphysical world again, probably back in the nineties, <coughs> but almost just about, there are no words sometimes and our human mind can't necessarily, well, obviously the world is much more expansive than our mind is capable of articulating. Mm. And that in itself, as you said, is almost the, the channeling of the feeling and what we know, but it's it, the mind will make a mess of it if it tries to make sense of it at yeah. the moment where our minds are yes and it really takes it's always an inwardly journey it's an inwardly journey and i was you know what i tend to do is look for the external confirmation to know that what i'm doing is and feeling is you know my truth and to, to, for my trust to grow and my faith to grow 
in that yeah <laughs> so given that it's your 50th year and you've recently <laughs> hit a beautiful milestone on this planet <laughs> yeah, i hope to feel young though <laughs> energy certainly young nancy <laughs> what do you feel like you'd like to achieve as or do you, I mean, maybe you don't even think about it that way. Maybe it's one day at a time, but do you look forward and think this is what I'd like to achieve in this lifetime? Yeah, I think um, the deeper I've come into understanding these different energies that come through me now, um, like my, I turned 50, my boys turned 21. It was like huge milestones for me. And, you know, the, the belief like you know the more and more i come into this the more and more i see the importance of the community and supporting one another it's really really profoundly important for me and living in communities which feel right like like that they are supportive and also you have your own individuated space and and your own security and your own um um what's the word i want to say like they 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 think in a very like they they are all inspirational but they all think in a very similar way because there's all types of different communities and that's been pulling me i've been searching for a long time you know and i think i've found a few communities now and how i move towards that with my children because i never understood you know, I mean, for my mother, you know, having me all the way over here, I can see how part of her energy closed down because I can feel that if I move away from my children, even though they'll be in my heart, how challenging that is. So um, from a point of view of creation energy, I'm, I'm, I really want to create this. I've always had the dream of being able to go here in Australia and back, but being a more soulful community, you know, where the inspirations around me more often. And I'm not saying I like all people are beautiful. They all have beauty in them, but living more in mm. that inspiration, you don't feel like you're so alone yeah. on that path. Mm. That makes sense. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Talking of tribe. Um, so you've been with Sohab what, four or five years. What what do you what do you get from Soul Hub? What what why do you like to hang out with Soul Hubbers? <laughs> well, I love Soul Hub because I love first of all, I love I met Carmen a long while ago, about four <laughs> years ago, five, five years ago, and I fell in love with her and her beauty and her soul. And we had a lot of similarities in our adventure and how we see the world and where we had moved from into and she talked about what she does and i just you know it was just really beautiful and all the and you too and i met you andrew and she introduced me to you i felt your soul and your love and your adventure and i feel that's what soul hubs about it brings these in the well-being it brings the uh, multiple disciplinary um people um that well they call it alternative but i don't think it's alternative it's always been here I think it's becoming less alternative yeah. <laughs> the world the world's, the world's becoming alternative it's, it's there is <laughs> right? 
Meditation's on a not a swear word anymore. <laughs> therapists, therapists, coaches, nutritionists, and all with beautiful hearts and souls who really want, you know, to help and serve people. And that's a beautiful community. And that's what I like to be around that kind of people. Cool. So how do we best find you? Where do people find you, Nancy? Ah, well, that's always a real. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, being an Aussie, no. Aussie, I have this walkabout within me, you know, I really, uh, that's part of who I am. And it, it, so you find me on Instagram and Facebook and you, I've got a, um, I'm Nancy Wildjoy on Instagram and Nancy Joyce Hunter on Facebook. And my website's called a widely, widely joyful life. And they're the media places, social media places. And I'm in a lot of wellbeing groups and things like that. Um, I am, I am not someone that's bought likes or bought. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning how to share more and more and in my way and in who I am. I'm, I'm not a bright city light, although I like bright city lights, but also like my own soulful place as well. So it's it's been a journey to learn what best works for me in this this system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But people can work with you online or in person too. Yeah, so they can work with me online or you know, we can go for a walk out in the world and do that that way or i you know i've noticed i do a lot of um what i've been doing a lot of i don't know um but i've been going to people's houses and sitting with them there as well like if that works better you know um depending where i am and if i'm away i'm online more so um because i work with people all around the world um so yeah, <laughs> I don't know how else to. Yeah, you, it's been a very soulful, um, enlightening um, little podcast. So thank you for sharing your time with us. Oh, you're welcome. It's such a pleasure to share my heart with your two beautiful hearts and souls. Thank you. So when we share this, we'll also put your details down as text so people can you get can find in you. contact here. Oh, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, Nancy. <laughs> bye. Take bye, care bye. on your travels. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>